Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to some last minute kickout action. As always, I am your reigning, defending, last minute kickout prediction champion, much to the ire of the two gentlemen joining me once again. One of those gentlemen you know very well. He is the king of last minute continue himself. He is Kevin, the Kevin Eva Eva. Hello, welcome to Controversy the Show. And always, the man with much to say and much he streams about. One, Mr. John Turbo Finley. Hello, sir. Hmm. <laughs> Shall we just cut we to the chase? I've just got nothing to say, really. All right. Uh, on, on, we... on, on wanting to introducing myself, because frankly, you know, I'm he's saving his rage here. and his bile for it's one match later cute. in the card. And, and rightly so, from the match point of view. The, the result yeah, right. that, that's mainly the match point of view match the match nothing point more. of view we know nothing more but if yeah if you haven't if you haven't guessed by the title of the video that you've clicked on ladies and gentlemen or the fact that this is the next video or podcast we told you would be we are here to talk about fast lane 2021 um from a roundabout a standard pay-per-view perspective i enjoyed the show I think there were good matches on the card. Yes, there were a couple of in-between things. But overall, including the pre-show, I think the card was pretty damn good. Like, the matches that were done were pretty damn good. The ones the ones that, you know, were worth watching. Like, the 30-minuter at the end, uh, the two matches in between some of the piss breaks... And the three, the two that opened the show and the one on the pre-show, I thought they were pretty good. Kevin, general thoughts? Um, there were wrestling matches that got better as they went on through the night. And I would have to agree on that. Okay, so from a general perspective, we from all general agree... Pers- from a general perspective, the show happened. It's no it was revolution... There. It's it's no revolution in oh. terms of how good it is. Well, but, no, no, no. It's not going to be like a revolution based on the amount of uh, kind of like uh, things that they can get away on revolution. But I'll tell you that much. It, as what as fast lanes go, it was the fast laniest fast lane I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, in terms in terms of uh, a fucking pay per view that's really realistically stuck up its ass of Wrestlemania it wasn't that bad I mean you know it's it's Vince's torn up the storyboard the show always has been it's not the script anymore it's the it's the whiteboard yeah he's he's, he's little little fantasy feds that he plays and then realises he's doing a new one in actual well let's let's start with the pre-show as we normally do We've got Riddle versus Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship with the entirety of Retribution at ringside. Kevin, did stuff, you see this match? Stuff happened, I understand. Stuff happened. I, it, it suffers immediately from by having Riddle in the match, which completely means I've got no interest in it whatsoever. This is a thing I've felt a lot recently, and I have to agree. I'm not sure if John does, but I feel like... I mean, Riddle has this stigma of being, like, the next rvd in terms of like certain products and everything else his speech as well and now he's the 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 problem is is that he was bigged up massively about the work he was doing in nxt 
and obviously not watching a lot of NXT, I didn't get that, but he's come up to the main card and it just seems to he's being used as a joke character, but he's putting in the work and therefore he's been given the belt. You know, because he's I don't think he's been off of injury yet, has he? No. Not on the not on the main card at least. So No. Well, uh yeah, he has taken a little little, little time off in NXT. In terms of the match, I don't think it's too bad. Like I, I feel like I'm just sick of Riddle in terms of like his his non-match segments you know like i don't mind the guy's work rate when he's in the ring it's just when he opens his mouth <laughs> for a yes. tv spot i just don't i don't understand the riddle character like later later in the night there would be a backstage bit where he came along just and met up with shinsuke nakamura and did one of his usual things where he tries to say, hey, we should team up and stuff. And Shinsuke Nakamura did the thing I think we all would have done at that point in time with him as he kept mm-hmm. chattering on. He basically just turned... He, when he wasn't looking, he disappeared. And then when he went away, he came back out again and just went... And then continued. I, but that's, but that's, you're quite right, Pete. If, if you're that awful in these backstage segments to the point that I don't want to see you on my screen. I'm not going to want to see you in the ring either. Mm. And as skilled as I'm sure he is, and I've seen some of his, the, the, the kick work that he does, and it's, it's, that itself is very impressive. I don't fucking want to see him. So I'm not gonna. Ch- ch- so if you if you tell me, well, what's on the kickoff show? Well, we've got that guy that you don't want to see, versus the most stillborn bloody faction. Well, you'll be happy <laughs> about the results of that. Yeah. But John, have you got any thoughts on Riddle or this match? Well, my thoughts on Riddle. He can work well mm-hmm. in the ring. But yes, his character can be uh, very, very hard to digest. Essentially, I'm not I'm because not he's sh- trying to be the stoner character. Essentially, I'm I'm, I'm not like sure. A PG version of. It. I'm not sure at the grand scheme of things if this is something that Vince is entertained by. If it's a cultural thing with more Americans being into that, and therefore it's more of a common American thing that he's like more in tune with the common american individual because lol lol drugs you know you know know vince is usually behind the curve a lot and it's like he maybe just only found uh like someone uh, like the comedian polly shaw shaw or something like that and and, uh he might have just thought oh that's funny I wonder if we've got Maybe. someone like Look that. at this, pal! We need to do this! It's WWE writing, though, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's, that's what, it's, yeah, that, it's, that's the main thing, because, like... Because these I, writers I get, are taking ideas from, like, 20 years ago, or, like, at the, 10 at years the, ago. I, I, the bottom line is, if Vince isn't entertained or enjoying it, it wouldn't continue to happen. I think that's and the I'm thing. I'm sure he does, ha- he does have some entertainment uh, out of it, because... Oh, 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 oh. Look at the look at the stoning fellow. Look at him try to offer <laughs> stoning ideas. <laughs> stoning fellow. Look at him try to offer ideas to people, and they as he goes around down. stoning people. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's just fellow. talking gibberish. <laughs> I like it. 
Some it's like that's shit. essentially it. You can see he just likes him uh, talk, talking absolute bollocks. You know what? He's yeah. probably he's probably seen that he's not because obviously Riddle's is obviously bare feet as part of his gimmick. It's probably that. It's probably he's just seeing he's wearing he's not wearing anything on his feet. That's funny. Uh, counter to that. Rusev did that first, but he uh, doesn't know it, who he, Rusev didn't know. He'd know is it, isn't isn't the riddle thing and, actually uh, a an MMA thing and b because yes. of like he had hypothermia yeah. or something in his foot or something he doesn't like wearing yeah. anything, any yeah. covering over it. Yeah. Um, in terms of the match, I thought the match was okay. I mean, Mustafa Ali has a decent work rate anyway, and Riddle, you know, I, well that's the pre, thing with Riddle pre, as well. Pre, I think pre-show stuff they have extra room to just be let go they've just got the time like as long as they work within like a 10 minute schedule for a pre-show match then they can just do whatever they want mm-hmm. um, but yeah I mean I'm not sure if you two want to go over the finer stuff of the pre-show match but you know the ending part is uh, retribution is essentially no more whether this means that these guys are going to get their original names back and be able to go i hope so because i don't want to see reckoning as a female superstar on the roster i'd like her to have like mia yim as a female superstar debuting after wrestlemania and like, if, they can, but... if they can have her you know be partnered up with uh, keith lee in some capacity maybe maybe they might do maybe for the next uh, season of mixed match challenge if that ever if that concept comes back again I mean, you know, if the WWE Network was still a thing on its own, I don't don't understand why the Mixed Match Challenge can't be a thing there. But it's not. It can't be. Eh. But the peacock um, says otherwise. Well, the mighty yeah. peacock strutting around saying no. Exactly. Um, I don't know. You got any notes on this match at all, guys? I mean, it was no. just a... Uh... I was just catching like the highlights on the uh, on, on the match, and, and you know, like I said before, I like Riddle's work rate and his uh, kind of like you know, kind of like MMA kind of like style, kind of like uh, you know, comeback essentially, because he does do that kind of like comeback yeah. um, during his uh, matches. And I like that in Riddle. Um, everything else, yeah, it's just kind of, uh, uh, standard affair. And thank God retribution is done and dusted because i can't think of any other faction i can't think of any faction that's been were bad more badly handled yeah the core i think this has been but i still think it's worse than been handled a lot worse than the core yeah yeah mustafa ali deserves he doesn't deserve a medal but he deserves a lot of money having to put up with this stuff well he's also wrestling injured isn't he apparently and he's wrestling wrestling injured because he wanted to try and make this work he he wanted to make it run until mania and i was like no and and the problem is is that uh i think i saw somebody mention that the reason that this was probably broken up here let alone it's on a pre-show rather than like a main show but because they're expecting a betrayal on wrestlemania that they don't want to take this away from uh, like take that away from so they don't want to do two broken betrayal angles or something, you know? Well, that's BS because we've had uh, WrestleManias where we've had a multiple multitude of baby faces going over. Why why not have a multitude of breakups? I don't know. Stupid. Well, then anyway. it's done with, and thank goodness. Yes. So moving on to the 
First match of the main card. We've got the Women's Tag Team Championships on the line with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler retaining their belts versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. And quite honestly, thank God. Thank thank the Lord that this we don't, was actually it, a thing. We didn't, the, the belts didn't need this. No. And so, thank God this angle is over and now we can just focus on what's proper. Though I will on. ask why Reginald is still in the bloody mix with it. Uh, because after being dumped by, um, oh my god, I've Carmella. got every single wrestler's Carmella. name right now. Yeah, yeah Carmella. Nia Jax uh, saw, thought Reginald was cute and talking on a shopping spree. I never want to see that Vignette again, let alone seeing him buy a suit he already had. Mm. And then Riddle walks out. And... <laughs> so it's just, um, yeah. Not, not... I, I, can we Can we stop having women's storylines revolving around a male individual yeah this is what we've got like what i said last time wasn't it like, why yeah. why is this a thing wwe just leave it alone uh, like uh, oh just i just i just i'm just getting very tired of really bad writing that's all i'm getting tired oh. of you know hey turbo i don't know if you agree with me on this or not this match was sloppy as hell. Oh, it was sloppy, all right. It was sloppy from I mean, everybody. I thought, I, thought, I thought the last one was sloppy. This was just as bad. This this was awful. <laughs> I thought lots lots of not sure where we're gonna go and you know yeah. botch moves. It, 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 and... it goes to show you that Bianca Belair and uh, Sasha Banks do not work together. They do not have. I am really they worried work, about work. that match. At well, they don't. Got... They don't work together as a team. But Hopefully. Yeah. As, you know, one-on-one, I I think it'll work. I want to point out what I mentioned previously as well, that Bianca Belair has had zero, like, not, like, very minimal singles matches since the debut on the main roster. She, I think she's had, like, one against Bayley. She had one recently against, uh, I think it was Nia Jax on SmackDown. You know, she she was been in the Rumble, and because she, it was just a lot of gimmick stuff and uh, just a lot of talking points, she's not really had a match. Now, I I think that's a failing on the fact that SmackDown is so chock a block with TV spots with the Roman Reigns situation, at like, and like the matches they've got in between. There's not enough room for matches. I'm almost loath to say that I'm enjoying Raw being three hours because I get to see more of a variety of wrestlers. Like, it's really bad that I'm saying that a three-hour TV show is better for a bloated roster. It it's it's weird, but uh, this match did not do anyone any favors. Really, it didn't deserve to open the show. It didn't deserve to open the show. It it, it was the reason it wasn't pre-show was because that it would have looked bad. But the match looked bad. It made Bel Air looked very ordinary it, and it did not make her look you know like a million dollars that she should that they should be going for at the minute sasha looks kind of crappy now i i am hoping that sasha and bianca are holding something or like they're not like going full <sighs> throttle because they're saving it for wrestlemania which if they are doing that on purpose it's a very good thing but the problem with doing that is i'm not invested like, we'll take uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus as an example. I was excited 
because they've had two pay-per-view caliber matches on television already you know like hmm. the third match was something to look forward to but i'm just i'm not interested in the bianca sasha storyline and not even for the reasons that i mentioned when we did the last show talk about hmm. let's put up the really weird random thing that somehow bailey hasn't got a wrestlemania match Bailey's not been on SmackDown for a couple of weeks. Bailey's mm. not been used. It's like she the last, you, isn't the she last the one thing... who's been like who's been like dragged the division through the the pandemic yeah. era. Somebody yep. was saying she she, 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 had, she literally she, she literally held the division up that time, and she hasn't got a Mania match. Yep, and uh, well, it's because she had the belt for so long. That's that's the problem. But it's like, still uh, weird. Um, that way. The weird. last thing she did on SmackDown is her ding dong. Hello. Hello, TV Hello. spot. Yeah. So. And that's it. That's the last thing we see of Bailey. Like, again, <sighs> it's a failing of they're pushing ro- the they're pushing the Roman Reigns story, and there's more. Like, uh, if you look at literally SmackDown just happened this week. Uh, we're recording this on the 28th, so SmackDown on the 27th of March. No, sorry, the 26th. I'm two days. Ahead. I'm two days out. Um, the 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 whole storyline with Roman Reigns Edge and uh, Daniel Bryan took up uh, a part of the beginning of the show, a part of the end of the show, and about one, two, three, four TV spots in between the entirety of that two-hour show. There's like literally barely any time for anybody else because the the Roman Reigns project is, and don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying that. But this entire storyline is taking up TV time away from anybody else on that show. I seem to recall the Attitude Era and when we had these like big things with Austin and Rock and Triple H and Taker and that and the other. Um, we did have this thing where like the secondary stories was like got involved with like tag team matches and stuff so it shared the tv time out a bit better and gave uh, a bit true. of a rub in terms of what's but going then, on with them and it, that doesn't really also, happen now yeah but then also the problem with looking at attitude era television is the top names were the top billing spots on both shows both smackdown yeah. and raw but it, you, now if we look at it from if you go back and look at it from uh, when they did the first brand split onwards, and everybody had TV time. Mm. Like, yes, the main main event spot had the thing to open the show, they had the thing to end the show, but there wasn't... I mean, I guess there was occasionally, but there wasn't four TV spots on, yeah. as well as those two you, in the span you, of a two-hour show. You'd still get these 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 sections where like the secondary and tertiary storylines would get a bit of a rub from the primary one. Though. But and I we, also think that their roster was not tremendously as bloated as no. it is now, and um, so they've also got. I think their roster is at least it's either two, three, or four times larger than what it was twenty years ago. Good to think. Um, and then there's also the problem of matches were a lot less caliber the further down the card you were as well. Like I'm, I'm still invested in like some lower tier people on that roster, as I am in the higher tier people on the roster. You know. And that's the difference between where that wrestling is between now and 20 years ago. There's a big, wide ocean of difference. 
But this match was garbage. It's made me less enthused for Bel Air and Banks, which I think was the point. John, I know you're saving all of your talking for a four-minute match later on in the card. However, uh, well, this was a very short match. I was going to say it, and it's like this was like this was still longer one... than Riddle and Mustafa Ali. It, it, it was it was it was longer than the next two matches, actually. In fact, in fact, it was one it, of the longer ones of the card. Bizarrely, it was nine minutes it, forty-one. It felt so much shorter to me. It felt Strangely, like it was yeah. just like it. It just like went from, you know, uh, I've forgotten who started the match, but it just went from that to then a tag out, then immediately it went to Reginald interference and then finish. And it's like, the fuck, you know? It's it just it just went by so fast for me, and it it wasn't a smooth transition either. I feel a large part of that is due to its place on the card as well like i feel like bit. the matches the matches like at the beginning of a card generally feel like they go even when they're longer even when it's like a 20 minute match it feels like it's a blink and miss it moment because it's opening the card mm. and you've got you got a lot of energy due to like two and a bit hours later on i don't know um no, i agree it's it, this is a, a very poor opening Moving onwards, a match that I thought was a lot longer than it actually was, um, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, Big E versus Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental Championship. Like, I don't know. I'm Big E showing a kind of like really aggressive side that we very rarely see. This new change in Apollo Crews as well. John seems to disagree, so I'm going to let him take point. No, it's not the case. I'm disagreeing with you. I'm just going to reiterate once again. E, stop diving. I'm getting <laughs> sick and tired of saying that out. constantly, every single time. Like, granted, yes, I understand that, uh, you know, uh, E was wanting to, you know, prove to uh, Apollo that he, you know, he can turn it up a notch and be more aggressive and whatnot. And, He's getting what he wanted. That was that was the whole thing. He was shouting at it uh, constantly throughout the match, and that and it was going all right, but then it hit the finish, and uh... what happened there? I don't. I, well, I, I think having what I rewatched it, and I still don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, and and you know, it's you know, it's questionable when the commentators are asking for a replay and we don't get a replay meaning that there there had to be a botch somewhere mm. whether or not apollo was supposed to win or they were going to do a dusty finish and uh, you know a dusty they... finish sounds about right because this was this feud's obviously going on to wrestlemania yeah. so well, like, yeah. you need to tread water for a match basically yeah but even it's like that 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 cathartal of like E trying to make the get the bridge but still have the pin and whatnot and trying to keep his shoulders down even though the referee was it out of the, was in the wrong position for all this as well. But, uh, but they checked the shoulder. They did check the shoulders. They checked the shoulders in in terms of gap. Yeah, like and then they they, they, they seem pretty. You know, that's it. They, they, the ref, the yeah. ref was pretty, you know, confident. Like, well, that's I, I, it. Yeah. I, but of course, you know, with the WWE ref, uh, referees, it's like call it, at, call it. Yeah, told in the to ring, call right it right as it, yeah. as it is, 
and if it's a pinfall, it's a pinfall, and then that's their hard luck. Yeah. So, but yeah, that that. Uh, I mean, granted, uh, the, the, I mean, you had Big Biggie being very dominant a lot, but um, uh, uh, but Apollo did try to get back into it a little bit closer to the end. Yeah. But, so um, I do have a question for you both. Like, since you're obviously not watching the the TV shows and probably just staying on top of, like, the, the highlights on YouTube, which I imagine most people will do because they don't have time for all the wrestling that's happening right now. Well, the eight, um, the eight what, days of wrestling in a week, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of the, the change in Apollo? Um, it was needed because they tried to change it before with uh, him being part of, uh, you know, Titus's uh, faction, uh, little forgotten faction of Titus uh, Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, I know. So, you know, it's glad he was able to get away from that crap. And him to full-on embrace um, you know, the kind of like uh, uh, you know, his heritage, essentially. I don't know if he does have that heritage uh, to legitimately. Fair enough. I don't Um, think he's an actual Nigerian prince. Well, I was going to say, I mean, for him to just pull off the accent and whatnot straight out there as well, I think he could have just stopped it there. Like, but... you didn't need to pull off the accent to portray your char- your your character change. I need to I need to double check something here. You know, because this this is like uh, Kofi being Jamaican. It's like uh, levels of uh, you know changing your character and then going back to you know or changing your voice again afterwards. So. It's, I don't know. I kind of, I, I'll always like someone's turn if it's warranted, and it's obviously warranted because it's definitely working. He's getting the screen time for it. I thought they were going to do something different because obviously on an episode of SmackDown he was seen talking to Reigns, and then obviously like this new fan thing has came around. I'm not sure if this is something that's come post that. It's definitely interesting. Um, as long as it's you know partly true in terms of the heritage, I think it's cool. Um, he's indeed of he's indeed of um, Nigerian, Nigerian descent. descent. And to to confirm something which, which I I was looking into because um, he wrestled as Uha Nation, right? Um, which is mm. his, which is independent. Which frankly well, would have been a I much forgot. better was, name. It was that was years uh, ago. Yeah, yeah. But his but his surname is 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 Uha. It's uh, Sesue Uha. Is his name? Is yeah. a real life name. So, but um. Just slightly different uh, to Apollo Crews. Uh, I, I I guess yeah, the Apollo <laughs> Crews is the whole WWE. We need to have a, a name for you to, to own, kind yeah. of thing. Unfortunately, I like this. Um, I think it's cool that Biggie gets to keep the title for another couple of weeks because I feel like he's going to lose it at Mania. Mm. Um, that's what that's how I'm feeling after this end of this match because obviously Apollo attacking Biggie afterwards and. If to... we can get a match of this caliber that lasts longer than six minutes, I'm gonna be all up for it at Mania. Hmm. Um, it, because it it does have potential being a better ma- uh, being a better match than it, uh, than it was um, during Fastlane. Because yeah, if you gave them like a few more minutes and then work it out a little bit better for that fi- uh, for a better finish. Then uh, yeah, this would probably been 
like one of the better matches of the of the card. I, f I feel like this has uh, an opportunity as a rematch to have a stipulation of like maybe last man standing. Oh, I think or... it needs a stipulation. I th I think it does. I think it needs to have some last man standing street fight, like something something where uh, it might be a fool's count anywhere is probably better. Um, something something with like a, a hardcore stipulation will probably I, do that match I would quite be interested to see what those two could do in a cage you know I don't think we've got anything really cagey on the card yet do we uh, I imagine we'll probably see Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon turn oh, into a Hell in a Cell match and he'll jump we? off the <laughs> uh, dear. Um, oh, we'll get on to that the stupid yeah. express yes well we will because it's next uh, yeah uh all in all, I just want to see more runtime for for these guys to go at it. That's I think that's what I can say going forward. I enjoyed yeah. it. I didn't think it was as short as it was. I look forward to more. Next, Shane McMahon was removed from a match from an apparent injury that he suffered while training in the ring, uh, and was replaced by Elias, who was vying for a WrestleMania spot. He still doesn't have one at time of uh, recording. <laughs> so we have Braun Strowman versus Elias with Jason Riker, and this turned out to be the shortest match on the card. Uh, I'm Probably. gonna say it. I'm gonna say it now because they haven't edited it in for because it's not. It doesn't exist as part of the Fast Lane match. But it, from now on, Raw, when Braun Strowman does his run around the ring thing, they've added a steam engine choo choo sound to it when he's running around the ring. And it is in terms in terms of unnecessary sound effects once again. Like, are is we? He... I, I I feel like we get into wily e. coyote kind of like things, and we're just like whenever somebody gets hit with the chair or a ladder, they're just gonna hold up a sign which says "Ow." Xavier at some point. Xavier will do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Xavier's I. Xavier will just try to distract when, somebody with free bird seed. When, when it was in, implementing these sound effects into entrances, we groaned, and yes, but at least it wasn't ruining our matches. Now they're putting them into the matches. Now, granted, you could, you could also claim this on uh, uh, Xavier Woods. With the trombone doing the every time it's like, and because I'm sure many people were obviously cheering that or and then that got word to the back and it's like, hmm, well, granted, you know, coffee's not out there every time. Ah, huh, what, where could we implement kind of like some sound effect or some kind of like, it's that like way to, you know, and give people something funny? And that's probably what's happened now is that. Suddenly, the production crew finally, you know, snapped or or I'm Vince himself just came I, I blame into Seth the production Rollins office. Like, Listen here, Listen here, Bob. We, Kevin, I need you to find me a good soundboard and use this in this. I'm, I'm honestly, yes, waiting. sir. <laughs> I'm on, I'm honestly waiting for Vince to decide. You, meant, you know, during... fine. I meant Kevin Dunn there, Kevin. Okay, he knows. Um, I'm waiting for the next like proper like hardcore match where items are like in like another TLC match and Vince goes, 
huh, these sound effects aren't coming through on the mic properly. And then that's oh, when we start. Bang. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And, and we just get random sound effects added to a TLC. You, you, know, also, the... you know what we need? When somebody when something bad happened and they, they get hit by, somebody gets hit by a chair. We need the, we need the Tom scream from Tom and Jerry. Ah! <laughs> it needs to be that. But, it's all, it, but we also, also, we need to go back to, um, like the Firefly Funhouse match as well, because that had those kind of like kind of but sound that, effects as that's well. That's fine though, isn't it? That's fine. Yeah, that's but a... that then when you accept that, it bleeds into the other I, stuff. I I actually think let's go back to what we were saying at the beginning of the show. Is it making Vince laugh? And I'm guessing it probably. Well, right. it, either either he's finding it funny. Or is he? He's finding it um, innovative to try to spice things up. A yeah. bit, in, he finds it innovative is probably time. probably more accurate. Actually, do you know what Vince should probably find innovative and interesting is actual good wrestling stories. But he like, doesn't think like a wrestling. He doesn't think like a wrestling promoter anymore. He thinks like a TV producer. producer. That's all he thinks about. He thinks, oh, I want to have. Good television. Again, again, what's it, on the TV? Cartoon. Also, 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 when we think about it, I mean, we're lucky we haven't got a, a, somebody doing a howdy doody gimmick. Then, in that case, for for Vince, um, but you think back about again what we always say at this time of year on LMKO about how they want history making moments at Mania. I can't. I'm looking at that card. I'm wondering where are they. Because I don't see well, anything on I, there. Really. I think it's going to be the same thing you groaned about on the Discord. Uh, a side point: please join the last minute continued Discord, where you can talk to us real time about wrestling things that happened. Um. Uh, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, are you also looking forward to high-profile YouTubers appearing on wrestling television? Fuck me, that. Oh my god, Logan Bloody Paul. Oh, he's being, on SmackDown next week. Being shoved into Sami Zayn and, and the Kevin problem. The, the, the problem is the, the problem is is that of all they've the had it. They've world. had they've had interaction, and as someone else in wrestling journalism has pointed out, it's another subset of people who may or may not be wrestling fans, which will probably they might only tune in when logan paul's going to be on the television or they might stick around after it which means that Sami Zayn versus kevin owens might be a mania opening show if logan paul's going to be at mania and they might stick around after that my heart kevin owens versus Sami Zayn is a wrestlemania opening show mm. what have we done deserve this what have we done? I don't know. Anyway, I'll tell you, I'll tell you going back to this match, though. Yeah. Braun Strowman. I mean, was it, it wasn't even a match, was it? Like... Braun is Braun. I love what he's done to his body. It's in terms of in terms of getting himself in fit and Elias... healthy. Although, granted, he was still wearing a t-shirt during this whole match. And I'm yeah, kind of that's, thinking, yeah, but that's, probably, that's your... probably to save our eyes from just the sharpness of his abs. <laughs> Elias must be the most high-profile jobber ever in existence oh yes yes i mean i i can't remember exactly Poor when he, like won a you know like a, a major feud that yeah. he's ever like, been in and... it was, it's, like recently 
Jason Royker won a match, and Elias lost five seconds later. Hmm. Yes, Jackson Riker, who was there, and um, as a reminder, fuck Jackson Riker. Mm-hmm. It's it's I, yeah, I don't, because he's I, the guy who gets you, to keep his job, and everyone else. Mm. Get, uh, you know, is you gone. know, what, you know what was the best thing about this match? Nothing. The best thing about this match was actually Shane McMahon's sell job with the knee injury in the video package. Yeah, it was actually he actually sold it really well. I get the feeling there's a lot of salt happening here. So we are going to move on to something which I know you guys will want to talk about because it was very good. And that is Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, on paper, on paper, this this was like... Yeah, on paper, this could have been a show stealer. In reality, I, I don't think it lived up to expectations. I wasn't really expecting much anyway, because this... We knew the result. Well, yeah. Mm. Because obviously you, you need some, some sort of angle to continue on into WrestleMania and whatnot. It's like, I mean, granted, fair dues, I like how Shinsuke was able to be a little bit more like himself again. Um, but it just, obviously, like, uh, it's just a, uh, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't, ex- I w- obviously this is fast lane. I'm not expecting like, uh, you know, 15, 20 minute kind of like, uh, you know, intercontinental, sure. you know, title match caliber between these two, which they could have pulled off, but, um, no, it was, it was, it, it was more of an angle match. Like, you know, Rollins beating down, beating down uh, Shinsuke for uh, for a good bit, and then back to Shinsuke, and then Seth would get the you know the win, eke out the win to get get him some more heat. Mm. So it was a match. I, was I mean, match. I, it, it was it was just uh, you know it could have been better. It was could nice to see Shinsuke get some time in a singles match again in a sing- yeah a singles match yeah that's, some that's time. the only that's that's the only saving grace for this whole thing it's sort of a... uh, shinsuke getting a singles match but of course you know this is gonna lead into uh because he wouldn't shut up about it he wouldn't shut up about cesaro swinging him in like 22 times it's like jericho talking about how many tacks he had in his back because of dean ambrose that one time like Come well, on, this is this is this is, gonna, this is all just building up to the match, and Cesaro's just going to swing him forever, isn't it? Oh yes, swing, aye, swing aye. him for like like a ridiculous. Well, it'll oh, either be twenty three, or it'll be just he'll just he'll just keep swinging. Him. He might he might they might that's probably the reason why WrestleMania is indeed sticking with two nights. It's two nights, and it might be longer nights. Yeah, it's just going to be we're going to have a live stream of just Cesaro continuously swinging Rollins into the night as he's screaming for somebody to help. That's yeah, gonna be it. and it, and expect the five-hour version or, or like ten-hour version. I really hope the four and a half. I really hope the four and a half-hour WrestleMania nights include the pre-show on both sides because I do not want to get to a point where we have two seven-hour night WrestleManias. Mm, you know. It's... especially with everything else they're piling in in a WrestleMania but that is beside the point we'll talk about that later next on the card Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus in a no holds barred match okay this is way better like polar like the last 
three matches, three or four matches prior to this was obviously not up, you know, not up to par. This, however, was able to bring it back up because it was hard hitting. It was, you know, all that was accumulated, uh, you know, accumulated to the weeks on TV of them going at it constantly. And I actually enjoyed it. Like, they actually, you know, make me care about Sheamus, for Christ's sake. Had you, you know. watched the the matches they'd had on Raw? I've seen the bits. I've seen I've seen like the the street fight that they had, uh, or like the the, the, aye, the street fight that they had on Raw the week prior or the two weeks prior. Um, yeah, the two uh, the two matches they'd had literally yeah, on the yeah. last two weeks. Of, and it, and and everyone when you know I was seeing other people's interpretations of, uh, of those matches, they were always saying, "Oh, they're holding back." And they were holding back because you know what you I mean. Saw those matches, match, those matches were both rated as pay-per-view quality matches, and they were holding back. That yeah. says something about yeah. those two. If you were shame... to train with somebody for twenty years, it's just a shame that, like, because it, it's not she- It's not the way Sheamus is talking. It's not the way Sheamus is acting. It's clearly the opponent that Sheamus is with and mm-hmm. knowing that he they can work well off Drew like Sheamus and Drew McIntyre could be the the main event um John Cena versus Randy Orton except possibly less boring or for an NXT kind of thing it could be Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn like in terms of the matches that they can put on like mm-hmm. they could have a feud that lasts a long time and they probably will post WrestleMania, like especially if they put the belt back on Drew. We could see them and Sheamus go at it again. And we, if we get more high quality caliber matches of what they've put on for the last three weeks, then yeah, I go for it. Hmm. But I feel like WWE have essentially blown their load on putting on three really good matches, two of which were stipulations in three weeks. But that's. That's the norm, though, with WWE. They like, you know, blowing <laughs> blowing their loads. Essentially, I mean, do you do you not look at the WrestleMania signs sometimes? Um, oh, I mean, everybody thank else you. does. Thank you for reminding me. The end of the bloody tag team match, the women's tag oh, yeah. team match. Oh yeah, where, where yeah. Sash is on oh, the thing course. with that, of and course, Bella yeah. is looking at the sign, pointing at something, and she's got a back to to Sasha so Sasha's got nothing to fucking react to <laughs> ah. that was also after when they slapped each other yeah or, this well, the Sasha slapped just like, uh, Bianca she, Bianca's and, reacting and was... to the sign about and just yelling at the sign and there's like behind her on the ramp just about Sasha looking confused <laughs> fuck's sake anyway but uh, back on topic uh, with but it seems like obviously you were bored by this match because you had seen it. No, I wasn't bored by it. I was so, enjoying it. But, but it's oh, overdone. But you said, but, but it I'm just saying. Like I'm just were... saying. No, all I'm saying is that I feel like these guys put on another good match. They could wrestle. We could have from. We could have from them over a long time period, like long time story telling, booking, whatever you want to call it. My problem is, is that. 
two stipulations which you would generally see from that sort of long-term booking they've wanked out over the course of three weeks super quickly yeah that's that's my concern Sheamus could continue to be the fawn in the side that just won't go away mm. that could be a good role for Sheamus to play going forward and that, that keeps him up a mid card then but that's if he is Gubby uh, well because we still it's always been up in the air of how, how long has Sheamus, Sheamus got, got left. left yeah we've we've been mulling over this for like years because that was that was the whole point of the bar the whole point yeah. of the bar was that let's extend Sheamus's career there wasn't anything else yeah. other than but, that but, yeah but then he did his Celtic Warrior workouts and he's gotten like just like a lot of the other long term amazing shape yeah. yeah he's been in really good shape he feels better and you know maybe he just feels safer in terms of what he's able to put on with Drew and maybe the stipulation of the actual match allows them to take a lot of uh, like heat off the actual bodywork in the ring because of their, they're using like weaponry and arena stuff and camera work. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? If it gives us more Sheamus versus Drew, fucking go for it. We'll see where it is after WrestleMania. Unfortunately, I feel like there's going to be other stuff which is going to take precedence at the moment. Um, but yeah, shall we talk about uh, what I'm sure that um, our favorite Scotsman has been bottling up his rage for the past hour and a bit? Right. I am actually going to do the introduction for this. Yeah, go nuts. Okay. Go nuts. So, I'll just, I'll the reason I'm going to do right the here. introduction for this, folks. Right. Alexa I'm Bliss. Gonna, before you get away, I'm just going to say, I enjoyed this. I was also riding on this match in terms of predictions. Yes. So, I enjoyed this. On two that's, that's all I'm saying. I enjoyed this. Right take it away Ale- I, in, Alexa- fact, in fact to let you guys go at it i'm going to mute my microphone to not step into this right okay so i'm gonna preface this folks as pete actually just told you um coming in to the predictions funnily enough i did jack and shit in the predictions um which frankly considering as far as like i'm not that fussed about but what we had was effectively a tie going in, what would end up being a tie between Mr. Turbo and Mr. Pete. There we go, the two of them. So it came down to Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton, and if you watch the video, you will know that both myself and Turbo um, decided it would actually, for once, we actually went for a no contest as our result. And Pete went for Alexa Bliss being victorious. So, considering how this match went down, if you can call it the match, because it really wasn't, um, we had... Yeah. Uh, this is where the controversy comes in, because, obviously, in terms of the actual result, should should Alexa Bliss have been disqualified? Well, yeah... Yeah, I mean, kind of outside interference, and there, there, so there was a, there was a match. It was a match. There was interference, but as I said to the guy, as I said in the chat afterwards, I think it might be the fiend is like in the Undertaker bracket of anything bad happens, the referee does want to de- disqualify, otherwise the referee's going to get killed. Um, but yeah, Turbo is not happy, folks. 
put it mildly, because he thought, unsurprisingly, you know, it should be a disqualification or, or, or indeed there's no contest. Pete was obviously thinking, well, Alexa got the pin. And by the way, that was an interesting pin, Alexa. <laughs> okay. I want to preface yeah. this with there was as much of an actual conversation post this match because it was on so early because UK clocks hadn't gone forward yet that we were all still up watching this. We were all still up watching this. So it, yeah. it got to the point where... Well, actually, I hadn't watched it, it, where it was going yeah, on. But Kevin had specifically asked what the official wording was we, on WWE.com. Turbo was so angry and Pete was so sure that we decided that I said that we would wait because we know how this thing works with WWE. Sometimes you know, a pinfall isn't necessarily a pinfall what they decide later on when the match results come out. So because it was on a knife edge like so, um, I said we would do that. And then, of course, as, literally as soon as I did that, Pete found where they actually said the next episode one. Um, so yes, via WWE nonsense. Pete is indeed the champion still. Turbo got as close as close as close can be um, to this. And yes, this it's, is it's what happened. It's literally just a champion's prerogative that I'm still prediction champion. It's, it, it's, it's very much a case of we could take this either way. John, how how before you actually unleash, how angry are you that you want to get into this? Because I, if is it a point that I have to take my headset off and Kevin has to put a headset like warning on this video? It's the fact that you're you guys are not seeing the point of why I'm angry. No, I don't. I know it's not about no. the belt, it's about the match yeah. itself. Because that's so let's that's, get let's, that's let's what I was hearing the... for the last two minutes from you guys is that it's all about the predictions but and that but, was never the but case but it is a very and it, and it, the reason that we Pete, went for that you prediction. being like that right now it's really getting on my gears right now so i'm trying to be control and concisively calm at this moment in time so please would you, would you like me to mute myself to not interrupt you you can do whatever but i'll just say what I have to say, and I'll, that'll be the end of it. Okay? This match was garbage. Full-on, proper, absolute, abysmal garbage. The For Alexa Bliss to go over on Randy Orton, just so they can have a little heat to go into WrestleMania to have you know to have the Fiend team have the advantage going into WrestleMania is stupid it should have ended in a no contest by the simple fact that the rest the referee wasn't even in the ring to make the pinfall he made the pinfall outside he was on the apron just tapping the ring thing it's like what the heck kind of officiate, officiating is that? I'm surprised not many other people out in other wrestling circles have been pissing, uh, you know, pissed off by this match. Because of how all backwards 
BS it was in terms of, you know, and and this is like from the decades and decades and decades of, you know, fixing it into our heads of what the rules in matches go about and this, that, and the next thing and whatnot. Now, Kevin, you said about he, uh, the Fiend has this Undertaker kind of like uh, mentality where... I, I would suggest that that might, be, that might be a reasoning. But not that kind of reasoning isn't very good. It does not hold water because the Undertaker's the Undertaker. And granted, he's only done that, I'm going to say about maybe once or twice. I can vividly remember one time and that was WrestleMania 17. Or X7, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, Pete, it's like, no. Pete? I have a have question. If your major problem with the match is the blatant disqualification with a ring, even just outside at ringside, do you then hate every Cody Rhodes match at the beginning of AEW where he blatantly used his belt in front of the referee to hit his opponent, which should class as a foreign object and therefore should have made Cody Rhodes face a disqualification. Then yes. Simple. I don't think we. I don't think we ever said go. that Cody Rhodes using the rest the the, the weight belt was in any way. No, but it it, 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 he. John I hate right. that. I hate that. I hate Hulk Hogan using the wrestling belt when he's slapping it. It was the same. Yeah, same, same thing. It's the same bloody thing. I don't disagree with the fact that John is correct in this whole thing. I think the reason that the wide the wider wrestling circles don't have a problem with this match is because uh a no one really gives a shit about a randy orton match these days and b this is more storyline than it ever was going to be a match when was the last time on wwe television we had a proper i'm talking a proper intergender match where a male superstar and a female superstar actually locked up oh i'm not talking i'm not talking about I'm not talking about like the Reginald stuff or anything else. You have to go back to uh, Chris Jericho versus China for an Intercontinental Championship match. And that's back in 2000, 1999, 2000, 2001, that yeah, sort 20, of time. Over 20 years ago, yeah. When has there been an intergender match on SmackDown, on Raw, on any sort of WWE, te on WWE television? I'm talking about outside of that, on WWE television where there has been a male and a female superstar that have actually locked up and done wrestling moves. This was to the point where the only contact there was was the Fiend and Orton. You know, pinfall, pinfall, and the way that was done being a little bit crass aside, there was chasing around the ring, there was the stuff falling from the sky in there, there was the fireball again done at range, there was no touching of the other side in that entire match so it's clearly not a standard wwe match let alone a standard intergender match it's a clearly and that's why no that's what i'm just trying to say like that's probably why the wider internet circles haven't felt so much about that because they're not looking at it as a standard wwe match hmm. then you got uh nia Jax in the rumble at one point oh yes i mean that is true um, I did completely forget about that. 
But uh, she she was she was taken out of the rumble in a kind of dodgy way, wasn't she? She was RKO'd yeah, she, by she Orton. She was RKO'd by Orton. Oh, she was RKO'd. But Randy Orton can RKO women left, right, and center. Oh, that's fine. So there you go. Would this change your opinion on this match if you looked at it from just a purely storyline perspective and not as a, a WWE match itself? Because I, I, I feel like that's the big contention that you have, that if you look at it from a, a match perspective... I'm not sure. Is is like because looking at that as part of this card and everything else, because it, it doesn't feel like anything else on the card. You're now, right. It's it wasn't. Now, if if we had more intergender matches as the norm, you know, where we see this kind of thing, and you know, mixed match challenge aside, because that's that holds the same as uh, intergender tag matches, where if one person tags out the other other team automatically gets tagged you know like as something that's so far removed if we had more intergender matches that gave a norm especially in wwe television then i i feel like the stakes would be very different but this was very much we all knew the fiend was going to make an appearance like we all know that this was how they got him back just before well, that's the, that's the thing i knew that was going to be uh, that's that's what I was thinking is that Fiend was gonna make an appearance and you know, match is thrown out because he's he's causing too much chaos and whatnot. Mm. But it wasn't that. They have to say, Oh, we have to have a, a we have to have a definitive winner and that has to be Alexa Bliss. And I it feel has like to be because I, we can't have Randy Orton beat up a woman and get the win pinfall on that. Agreed. No, agreed. And that's probably also why we don't have a lot of intergender matches because they're afraid of what the reaction's going to be. I mean, you see the re you see the reaction from uh, on social media whenever anything is announced like that. You know, like you, also... you go 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 ahead go ahead. It's it's also kind of annoying that like literally last year we had a match end in a no contest in a hell in a cell match. Mm -hmm. Or less and there was a massive backlash to that which is why i don't think they'll do a lot of no contest stuff especially regarding the fiend because that's what it will always get referred to basically the, fiend, also... won, the fiend won this match by a proxy yeah because he, he, also... he did the move and it was just lexa got pin. Hmm. would it have would, it have, would this have been different to you if there was a form of stipulation like that like a no disqualification well, see, or something if, else if it was announced as a no disqualification into gender match i would have been fine i would have been fine with the result because there was no in there was no indication that this is no dq or there was no kind of like special uh special uh stipulation to it other than it was an intergender match it ruined it yeah I think it, it might be one of those things where they couldn't have said that. That might have caused some problems with advertisers and things. No, if, if you say well, it's a no, if well, you say it's intergender match, it's like. Mm. But if you say I it's feel... no disqualification match, then you're sort of bringing in certain, you know. I think I think this revolves back around to what Kevin might have actually said earlier on in this video, per se, with the almighty peacock. They don't want yeah, to have the male thing. on female violence. It's the, the you got to remember, it's got the... guidance now. 
the first, yeah, it's the first show as well. They so might have got, would... or they might have got away with it if it was just network. There were still the advertisers, as I've just mentioned, but now that you've got, now you've got the peacock, as the it on peacock. those. Um, not that anybody on peacock could have probably seen the match anyway, based upon what we're hearing. But um, yeah, so th- this this happened. This happened. Um, sidebar. Interesting look. Well, it's melted fiend, isn't it? That's melted the idea. Fiend. Like, but as as always, it's it's a really interesting. Look. I, it's it's really dumb because I don't think like the whole fiend storyline. I don't think fiend should have lost to Orton. Obviously, they wanted a reason to keep fiend off television until Mania, but I don't think he should have lost then. Let alone been set on fire to have a break. Uh, and what's going to happen? Is Orton just going to win at Mania again, and we return to the status quo? What, yeah. What happens? The result of that match doesn't really do again. Doesn't do anyone any favors. Like, I'm going to refer to uh, the Adam Blompier like storyline of how we'd book the return of John Cena. I'd rather see another Firefly Funhouse match with Randy Orton dissecting, dissecting Randy Orton. I think that would be far more interesting. They might well do it. They probably will at this point. Uh, it really depends because I think we're just in devil, devil we, country we, right now. Are we due our, you know, our annual Randy Orton goes away for a few months? Probably. Because yeah. that's what's happening. Because he does, he does more time off, doesn't he? It's one of the perks of obviously being with the company for so long. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, this this so, this happened. It, it and and we don't have to see it again. Yeah. On to good stuff. Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan in a. I'm not going to say good stuff because I hated the ending in this match. Oh, um, on to mostly good stuff for half an hour. Mostly good stuff. Uh, yeah, exactly 30 minutes. In yeah, fact. 30 minutes uh, dead. Single match for the WWE Universal Championship with Paul Heyman at ringside and Edge as the special guest enforcer. Edge is the man you know is going to get involved later on in the match because that's how special enforcers work um the, the, i will tell you right now my score for this entire pay-per-view is low it's low because there's pretty much nothing got my attention significantly throughout watching it um the big exception was this match this felt big this felt like a big time match from the get-go from Daniel Bryan dancing around and, you know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, kicks. I'll tell you what the the style of Daniel Bryan in this match reminds me of is when he was, he first turned heel Mm. before, before, um, before the whole vegan championship belt thing. And when he went up against Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, that is what this Daniel Bryan reminds me of. It is. It, yeah, it was like, come on, man. what are you going to do? Come on. Because he's been working that style yeah. since then, you know, so. It, it's, what, it's what he's kind of like, in, he's just turned face now. So. Yeah. And it's, it's so clever because it immediately makes Brian look like a massive threat. Just just by having, you know, as we had, with, as Brock did, and with as Roman did, just showing that little bit of little bit of deference 
that little bit of caution that you know that Daniel Bryan is a dangerous man. You know that he can get you into any freaking submission in the world. You know that. So come on then. What are you going to do? Of course, it all then boiled down. It all went the predictable way of, okay, until right, it'll all... Roman will get in trouble and then he'll get out of it and it'll, it'll result to just punching the person on the mat again for five years. Um, but yeah, it was, this was, this had the big match feel about it, which my has been biggest, missing from a lot of WWE matches. My, my, my biggest problem with this match in general is that I want to see daniel bryan and roman reigns go at it for 30 minutes i want to see edge and daniel bryan and or roman reigns go at it for 30 minutes i don't want to see these big time matches mired with the fact mired by storyline mired by storyline and like i get i get it's wrestlemania season we know no one's really gonna lose a belt i'm kind of glad that i said that this was going to turn into a triple threat at mania like we all thought because mm. it is you know and sure i'll look forward to that but there's a part of me that while i didn't want edge versus roman reigns build a spear versus spear and i'm glad that's not happening now i, st- I still think i would prefer a a solo reigns versus brian or brian versus edge solo match you know well they, that gave brian some ammo for his promo didn't it because he touched on the whole spear versus spear and how wonderfully marketable it is yeah and how he wasn't having it just because it's mark he wasn't having it he was still having his shot thank you ever so much do i still think edge is going to get the belt at mania i think so um they are they they mentioned it on smackdown and it's going to be a big selling point for that match that the second night of wrestlemania is the anniversary of edge retiring they are making a very big deal about that so i have a feeling edge is going to (laughs) win the belt whether he drops it and says i'm leaving on my own terms or you know does a match and then loses it promptly afterwards i don't know will they give me on i don't know this match was good i just think I, I just think it's mired by all the interruptions hmm. yeah the, all... the the ending of it was modeled with uh you know the blatant you know kind of like uh... also I, I i don't understand Heyman. like paul Heyman at ringside for brock lesnar i get it he's vocal he's loud paul Heyman at ringside for Roman Reigns, as we've touched on before, looks like when you see him on the camera, he's very impressive, isn't the word, um, with his gestures and everything else. Um, expressive. Expressive, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. He's very expressive, but you don't hear him in the same but, sort of but you, point but, that he is But with there's Rock. a reason why. There's a reason why. Because those early matches he was, and then Roman kept telling him to shut up. Yeah. So, and then we've had this is where Romans threatened him as well, right, Turbo? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's threatened him before. Uh, It's like he's he's uh, like he's this uh, he's this counsel to Roman, but he's not the advisor. He's not uh, 
Yeah, but why he's be not, at ringside he's not at all? Giving Roman the control, he's not giving Roman the the the, the regular kind of like yeah. thing. Roman wants him there to call upon when Roman wants him. I, I get that, but not he's but not there to offer advice freely. If Otherwise, he's going, if he's going to be as expressive at ringside. Like, again, going back to the Attitude Era that we've mentioned very heavily in this episode, when there was managers at ringside back in the Attitude Era of the show, there was always a camera dedicated to the manager at ringside. We don't see that a lot, and there is normally quiet times where they would they could quite easily stick a camera on an expressive individual as Heyman. Is that a little bit COVID era, just the reduced amount of people and cameras? Maybe. I mean, it, it, I mean, it still speaks I, wonders I, for Heyman that he's still doing all the facial stuff that you, again, you're picking up in the background as a subtlety as to whether or not he is actually happy or worried or what have you, and he can't say anything necessarily. Um, yeah, it's... But I get what you're saying there, Pete. We, we would, nor- I we would think normally... That, I think if, if he's, if he's going to be as expressive, then at least he should be... Show- like, I get that they want to have the action focused... But there are points where there is a quiet point during the ring, and for the for the effort of television, they could have a quick you know flip to Heyman. But it just seems feels like there's not a camera focused on that point. You know? And he adds so much. He adds so much to anything that he's even remotely attached to. T C talking whatever the new talking smack talking is. Smack, yeah. My God. The man can put over somebody's entire career in like like a couple of words. It's it's astounding. Hell, it's not it's not even a couple of words. It's like letting them talk and then just react him reacting mm. to it with his facial expressions. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the, 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 the if he gives an, an honest appraisal and anyone listens, we said that like last show as well. But any mm-hmm. if when Paul Heyman talks, the People above listen. might not listen. The talent sure as hell listens. Well, the, the talent listens and the audience listens because mm. that's who Heyman the is. The audience knows. Anyway, um, it's late in the day at which we are recording this. It's been a very packed day at which we're recording, um, but we I'm should dead. wrap this up because we've been going for about an hour plus, which is normally the norm uh, for the wrap-up shows that we do. But yeah, we'll start with... I know Mr. Kevin says he's got a low score, but we'll come back to that in a minute. Mr. Turbo, let's start with you, my friend. A flat four. Kevin. Oh... Yeah, mine's also a four. <laughs> it was very... As, as Turbo rightly said, flat for me. I clearly enjoyed this way more than you guys. Yeah, of course you did. Um... Because you are a different test. I'm going to give this a pretty good seven. Um, yeah. The only the only thing I really hated, like really honestly hated, was the women's tag match. Like, I was I was watching most of these, like, and I was in, infused by it. You know, like, it's all minute storytelling on the on the on the way to WrestleMania. So yeah, there we go. Wide margin. I don't think there's been quite a wide margin between. Your, your not for a long for quite time. a while so yes we will be back with wrestlemania predictions night one and night two there's a lot of wrestling we're not covering it all obviously wrestlemania is on that week we'll talk about that 
and you know maybe we'll uh, we'll do so maybe we'll probably do two shows like we did last year for night one and night two but predictions will probably i think predictions will probably get broken down to two videos we'll see how it goes um depends how long it takes at the end of the day but yeah thank you very much for watching as always uh you know we've had mr john turbo fiddly yep we've had mr kevin the kevin eva eva mm -hmm. hey. and as always i've been your reigning defending lmko predictions champion and until next time ladies and gentlemen we'll see you next time